no problem. Plumbing an entire new house? For sure. Clogs that need snaked? Oh yeah. Rap Plumbing and Heating has not met a job they can't handle. Too big a crap? Call Dan Rap at 429-1196. Is it time to refresh, renew, reimagine, or rebuild your marketing plan or start a marketing plan? Problem is, that's not nearly as easy as it used to be. People now have new work schedules, different shopping patterns, completely new ways of entertaining themselves. It's critical now to be able to connect with them at home, on the go, and these days especially on their mobile devices. Question, how in the heck do you create a marketing strategy to connect with customers on all those platforms? The answer, share to media. We can connect with them on air, online, print, social media, and through email campaigns. Listen, there's a lot of good stuff to tell you. But if finding and retaining your best customers is your goal, let's talk. We have a systematic approach to marketing success and a proven track record. Visit sharedmedia.com. It'll be strictly fact-finding for us, non-decision-making for you. Visit the sharedmedia.com advertise page today or call 672-7421 or email sales at sharedmedia.com. This is Public Pulse, your information and conversation program brought to you by First Federal Bank and Trust. You can voice your opinion by calling 672-KROE. That's 672-5763. Now, your host for Public Pulse, Floyd Whitey. Good morning and welcome to Public Pulse. <clears throat> Excuse me. Now this morning, I am joined by the Executive Director of the Sheridan County YMCA, Liz Cassidy. Good morning, Liz. Good morning. <clears throat> Excuse me, I got a frog in my throat or something. So, uh, how was your Christmas and your New Year? Oh, very good. Stayed home, um, took the longest vacation I think I've ever taken for the holidays. And uh, how long? Gosh, well, because it's such a unique year, I took four days off, but we have both holidays were on Mondays. So I was gone from, you know, a Saturday through one whole week until Tuesday. Wow. That's long. That's pretty long. That's yeah. a, that's even longer than what I And I'd I like got. to say my house was clean by the end. <laughs> it wasn't. Absolutely not, was it? No. No. No, it's probably worse, right? That's right. Lived in. <laughs> now, when it comes to the new year, how'd you guys ring that in? So, went to bed at 9 o'clock. We went to some good friend's house. And you know you're at the right party when other people are also leaving <laughs> at 8.30. Ducking out at 8.15. Oh, yeah. Yep. Like, here are my people. <laughs> I did the exact same thing. We were laying in bed, barely made it to midnight, like Ooh. really hanging on. Yeah. The eyes were droopy, kind of fading off. And I looked over and uh, it, it hit midnight. She gave me a kiss. We high five. That was it. <laughs> high five. <laughs> Welcome to 2024. <laughs> it's time for bed. Do you make resolutions yourself for the new year? Yeah. I, you do? I, I mean, I always make a funny one that I'm going to recommit to my TV shows. <laughs> it's nice to have one that's easy to succeed. Favorite. Yeah. And then favorite show? Yeah. Ooh. Right now I'm watching the Ken Burns documentary series on Buffalo. Ooh. Wow. Really good. Yeah. Oh, he's so good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, great one on baseball, World oh, War II. Yeah. I mean, my God. The country music one. <sighs> we bought it on DVD, so you can tell, too, what I do in the winter. Well, I mean, you know, if if you can enjoy something like that and learn at the same time, my father was very much the same way. Mm -hmm. If you're going to watch TV, why are you not learning? Mm -hmm. If you're going to read a book, why are you not learning? 
Yeah. He was very much that way. Um, it always kind of drove me nuts because I would read these, you know, big, huge fantasy novels. And oh, it's like, sure. look at all that wasted time. <laughs> 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 A Not moment wasted. enjoyed That's is right. never wasted. That's right. But in reality, I did, did make a conscious effort like, okay, this year... I'm not going to, you know, I had this long break and your mind, you know, clears and then all the schedules start to fill back in this week. And I was like, nope, don't go back into chaos mindset. Just really allow yourself to stay in the here and now and embrace like, oh, thank you for all these things that fill in my day and give it meaning and purpose and not treat it like I'm just so busy. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's hard. There's been a couple moments where I go into the, oh, I'm so busy this week. And, and to catch myself has been a real gift. That is a practice, uh, yeah. uh, a Buddhist practice. And I'm sure other religions as well, excuse me, but being present in the moment, being able to pull your thoughts out of the sky. Mm-hmm. And I mean, a lot of people might say, well, that's just being grounded. Well, no, it's different. You're not thinking about the future. You're not thinking about the past. You're thinking about the moment right, right. now and enjoying everything or focusing on a, a work to mm-hmm. get done. Now, I'm not, I'm not trying to mock anybody here because <laughs> I have done this. Yes. But does the, the why fill up during January? Oh, absolutely. And you know, one of our big things, there's, there's members who are, are steady, true, (laughs) you know, they come, it doesn't matter the snowstorm. They were here all December, not saying I'll wait till the new year. And what I really appreciate is instead of them being inconvenienced by those who shadow our doors (laughs) in January, it's how welcoming they are to, Oh, it's your first time taking a class. It's your first this. And and bringing them into the fold. Um, I have a pretty special part of my heart for the 510 weightlifting class because someone will come in and generally the class is already started and they're late and they look a little confused. And without a word spoken, you know, music's playing, the instructor's doing their thing. Different members of the class will grab them, you know, the bar and the weights and the bench and all those things. And they'll just set up somebody in a matter of moments and then go back to theirs and start weightlifting. And just that, not only are you welcome, but let's set you up for success. Yeah. And it's a, I mean, it's a really small and incredibly endearing thing. And I've seen folks that have experienced that where someone sets up their weight equipment and sure enough, within a month, they're doing it for someone else. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those situations. I'm inviting you in. Yes. You know, and, and it's more than just inviting you into the class. Welcome to the group. Yes. You know, the group dynamic. Now, I, I was going to ask this in a, in, in a couple minutes, but let's, let's go over it now since we're on it. Maybe working in a group for motivation. Do you see that as helping to keep people on the track uh, for longer than a month? Because I, oh. I was notorious, especially in my <laughs> 20s. Oh, boy, this is going to be my year. This is going to be my year. I'd go to the gym January, maybe part of February, and then it would fall off. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't become the habit that I was hoping it would be. When you're in that group dynamic, have you noticed if those people stick around for just a little bit longer oh. or maybe permanently? A hundred percent. It is the reason why Peloton stock just keeps plummeting is people 
thought like, oh, it's so convenient. I don't have to like get in my cold car and go to a workout place. But what they did not realize in that, you know, COVID and then post-COVID world is we need our people. Yeah. And most of us are really driven by accountability and to know like, I mean, I have folks that will text me and be like, where were you this morning? I'm like, I shouldn't have rolled over. I should have <laughs> came and seen, saw my people. And yep. when it's a break week and I'm working out on my own, it's very clear. I'm not pushing the way I would if I'm seeing everybody else in the room working alongside me. And what that does, you know, where maybe I would have cut that workout short because I'm just not feeling it. I'm not going to leave class early. I'm not going right. to like... You know, those around me and I mean, talk about our active seniors. When you have someone 20, 30 years your senior and they are like doing incredible exercise beside you, a lot of my voices in my head go away because I'm like, Liz, <laughs> buck up. These guys are incredible and I want to be them in 30 years. There he is, 65 years old over there just working his butt off, oh. sweating, and he's got 10 more reps in him. That's right. right. And you're, you're mid-30s, <laughs> maybe your early 40s. Oh, ain't too much caramel. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when I was in the military, I gained more weight in basic training, muscle-wise, positive weight, mm -hmm. than I ever had in my life. Or after sure. and it's it's that uh, it's not just you know hey well yeah you have to do it you have brothers and sisters you know mm -hmm. they're with you and they're they're motivating you to get that one more that those two more reps in and when it comes to like muscle gain you're not gaining anything if you don't hit that muscle failure sure and so boy they would really push you and just really push you i have never been able to meet that same type of level ever mm -hmm. since. And I think it is that group dynamic, you know, having that one person behind you go, come on, man, really? Yes. One more, <laughs> two more. Okay. You, you knocked that one out too quick. Give me two more. You know, mm -hmm. it's, it's that group dynamic. So there are some great classes going on down there. If you need some group motivation, let's talk about them. Sunrise cycling express. Individuals wanting to just uh, maybe drop a few pounds as we go into right. 2024. Tell me about it. Yeah. So um, we have all of our regular cycling classes and this is an added one. So any of those express ones, we have some over the noon hour. So if you're trying to fit it in on a lunch break, we know you need to get to the Y, get changed, go to class, then rechange and get back to work. And so these are quicker classes. So this one is a Tuesday, Thursday morning version of that. Cause we know also sometimes you need that same turnaround first thing in the morning and 30 minutes, you can get an incredible cycling workout. And so it's on Tuesdays and Thursdays from 5 45 AM to 6 15 AM. And, um, if you've ever taken a cycling class of the Y, it is so much fun. The music is great. The instructors are great. And, uh, like you talked about your, your peers push you. And I love that they commiserate. So they'll be like, all right, I told you we were going downhill, but we've got one more big push. And they're like, do we, I know you guys are up for it. Are we? <laughs> it's you just a fun time. <laughs> yeah. So that one is an added one. And then uh, fit camp is back on Tuesdays and Thursdays as well, as well from four 30 to five 15. And so this again is just that group class, but you're just doing a ton of different things. So, um, like round robin. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and you talk about, 
uh, military, this is a lot of that, like, all right, we're going to do a pile of these and then we're going to move on to these and then we're going to move on to these and, and they'll set up that circuit and everybody is, is working their way through. And it's a, again, a really great workout at the end of the day. Those are so fun to do. It keeps you interested. It keeps your muscles guessing what's coming next. Right. You know, that's one thing that I absolutely loved doing the round robins. I can switch them out for the day. Right. You know, I can, I, instead of doing this, we're going to do that. Um, mm-hmm. And it just keeps the body guessing what's coming next. Keep the heart rate up, keep the, the pounds coming off. I mean, it actually oh, yeah. really works and it keeps you interested in going back day after day. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, overall we've got our weightlifting class that I mentioned earlier, we have tons of stretching and yoga and I mean, you name it, we've got it. And what's really cool is um, just a shout out to our health and wellness director, Jennifer Kovlo. I I think there's nearly 30 classes on a weekly schedule. And so she's thinking not only, oh, check, we've got cycling available to our community. She says to herself, okay, if I'm working, is there one before work? Is there one after work? Is there one at noon? Okay, I'm retired. Is there one at that perfect primo time at nine in the morning for me to go and have that exercise that works for my schedule in the parking lots, not as full, you know, all of those different dynamics that if you look at the offerings on our website or come down to the Y, um, it is incredible that not only, you know, we have this many yoga classes that are just part of your membership. You don't pay anything extra for any of these classes. You don't register. You just show up and, like I said, and someone will help you set up your weightlifting bench. <laughs> someone will be there to mm-hmm. greet you. That's one of the great parts about it. Um, now, one one more real quick question. Uh, I got to take a quick commercial break, but I, I something that you and I talk about often, I do want to cover before we get to commercial, and that's swim lessons. When are these going to be taking place? Yeah, so they're real easy now. Each set of swim lessons is one month long. So the one that's starting will start next week with school starting. So January 8th through February 1st. Um, you can register online, and this goes from parent-child. So if you got a six-month-old, you can get in the water with them and start blowing bubbles, and the instructor will teach you how to be that first instructor for your kiddo all the way through pre-swim team, which is where my girls are at, swimming laps and building endurance. And it's always offered after school. There's several different times, and the instructors are incredible, and I'm old enough that I think had them in swim lessons when I was teaching. <laughs> so these are, are great young folks um, who teach them. And um, we talk about all the time, just that comfort. Yeah. Never too many swim lessons. I, I tell my kids all the time, oh, you're never done with swim lessons. <laughs> and it's a skill and you got to keep on top of it. Exactly. Just like running or anything mm-hmm. else. I mean, you really got to stay on top of it. And this is a skill that may, in fact, save your life. We'll be back with the Sheridan County YMCA with a little bit more about what's coming around the corner. Some more classes going to help keep you in shape. You're listening to Public Pulse on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM. Sheridan. First Federal Bank and Trust presents the return of Dining for a Cause at Smith Alley Brewing on Monday, January 22nd from 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. Our-
Our goal is to support local restaurants and nonprofits. On January 22nd, help us support the incredible work of the Sheridan Foster Parent Exchange. First Federal will match the restaurant's proceeds from that day up to $10,000. Dining for a Cause, Monday, January 22nd at Smith Alley Brewing, with proceeds benefiting Sheridan Foster Parent Exchange. Dining for a Cause, presented by First Federal Bank and Trust. This public service announcement sponsored by Pilch Engineering, providing landfill engineering services to Wyoming. The Sheridan Civic Theater Guild will have auditions for its upcoming production of Waiting for Godot at the Carriage House Theater at 419 Delphi. Auditions will be held January 8th and 9th at 6 p.m. Performances will run March 7th through 10th and March 14th through 17th. See the Civic Theater Guild's Facebook page for more details. Fox Sports Radio is back in Sheridan all day long, every single day. Tune into the best sports lineup in the nation every single day on Sheridan Media's 106.3 FM. The best sporting lineup in the nation all day, every day, 24-7. Sheridan Media's 106.3 FM and online at SheridanMedia.com. We are Fox Sports. Welcome back to Public Pulse. I'm Floyd Wedding. I am speaking with Liz Cassidy, the executive director of the Sheridan County YMCA. There are approximately 18 million cancer survivors in the United States, more than 5% of the population. That number is expected to increase to 22.5 million by 2032. According to the University of Minnesota, just a few decades ago, the outlook for individuals diagnosed with cancer was much more negative than it is today. In the 1970s, only one out of two, 50% of people diagnosed with cancer survived five years. Compare that with more than two of three surviving today. Liz, can you tell us about the Live Live Strong program? Yeah, Gosh, I'm so glad you shared that data because it is um, so universal. And in our community, you know, unfortunately, it's something that a lot of people are dealing with firsthand or as caregivers. And so we know that folks are, are working through treatment or they've finished treatment. And one of the biggest things they'll tell you is, you have to develop and maintain that muscle strength and that physical fitness. Right. Right. And yet it's not a standalone thing. So the live strong program is a a Y national program that we've been trained in on. And we have uh, instructors who understand the nuances of, okay, we're working on having that group strength and that this is a unique population because they're also dealing with emotional things. It's also available for their support person. And so they'll be coming in and working out with them too, because it's a time where you can forget about your own health. And we work really hard to make sure that area, even more than, I mean, our, our cleaning crew is amazing and our staff is amazing, but We want to make sure that it is as sanitized as possible, just knowing immune systems are down and folks um, just like our regular group classes, but, you know, multiply it, need group support and other folks going through the same thing. um, um, Not the 20 year old run in, 
attend speed on the treadmill next to him. Somebody else was like, I got out of bed. I got here. I got through the parking lot and I'm going to put one foot in front of the other and get stronger. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, I, and I've got a few friends, uh, who've survived it over the years. Uh, some better than others, you know, some still struggling quite a bit, but putting that weight on maintaining that day to day health Mm -hmm. is such a struggle and being able to go to a place, be with people who've experienced that same struggle that in itself is a relief in my opinion. It's huge. And, and we've experienced, so this, this one coming up is starts January 16th through April 4th. So it's on Tuesdays and Thursdays, 1030 to noon. And we've held at different times, just trying to catch different folks. But what we found is, okay, now I have to go to a specialist in maybe Phoenix. Um, and someone else will say, oh, I got a house in Phoenix, or I got to get a, to a doctor's appointment in Billings. I can drive you to Billings. And the amount of beyond other people who are pushing them to be their best self that knows what they're going through. They just develop this whole social support system for each other as they go through all the logistics, even of yeah. treatments and care and transportation tips and tricks uh, yeah. to doing this or that, or, mm-hmm. you know, um, wow. A support network yeah. and a class uh, to help you stay healthy, both mentally, emotionally. And physically, uh, kind of, kind of the wise thing, isn't it? Oh, it's yeah. And, and it's hard because unfortunately sometimes our participants in these classes, uh, have a shortened lifespan Yeah, and, uh, a big shout out to all those instructors that are teaching a class that sometimes doesn't end, um, on the most positive results but to know they had that impact and they helped create that community and, um, and are part of that journey, no matter how it concludes. And maybe even just for a moment, you made me forget that I've got this going on. Oh, and that in itself. And the laughter in that class, this is not a Debbie Downer class. So I, <laughs> I don't Good. present it Good. that way. I, I, it I don't is think you have. Resilience but. and strength and laughter. And they are, I mean, like any community, they're having a great time. Um, someone recently said, you know, you're not a bar and you're not a church. <laughs> you're the why. <laughs> and, and for folks that uh, just need that camaraderie, it's huge. Yeah. Yeah. And it can mean the world, mm-hmm. you know. All right. Expecting parents can also get a leg up with a parental preparation workshop. Liz, what will this cover? So all prenatal things. So uh, prenatal. I said parental. Prenatal. Well, it gets into that parental eventually. <laughs> Pretty quick, right? A lot sooner than you <laughs> Whether think. you're ready or not. So uh, we've held this now, gosh, a handful of times. It's incredible. It's an incredible partnership in the community. So um, public health has taken an awesome lead. Our local doctors and nutritionists, I mean, it is uh everybody coming together and they teach different sessions throughout the time on Tuesday nights. So for mom and dad, uh, it has been awesome to see all of our, our new parents in town, again, forming community, like we're all about to have babies that will enter kindergarten at the same time. We're all about to enter the world of 
sleepless nights and friends that just don't seem so interested in hanging out with me and my screaming baby. It's amazing how your social uh, calendar really opens up. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, That was something that uh, my sister-in-law experienced uh, pretty much before a lot of us did. Uh, they, They had a child pretty, pretty early on. And holy cow. Uh, she said, yeah, everyone has pretty much stopped calling. Uh, no one, no one really wants to hang out anymore. And so it, 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 it is a big change. I think it's Mm -hmm. a lot bigger than what people realize. If you're dedicated, you're there through the whole pregnancy, through, you know, early childhood as a father and you're hanging out, Mm -hmm. you want to be there. And, and you know, the guy's nights start to fall (laughs) off and then all of a sudden they're kind of gone. Right. But it's not a bad thing. Oh, no. It's a different chapter. It's just a different chapter. And you find your different people. You do. And especially if you go to classes like this. Mm-hmm. Now you're getting knowledge, but you're also, like you said, same people experiencing the same thing. Mm-hmm. And I would imagine around the same age, early 20s. Yeah, approximately. And, you know, um, just to pay, I, I joke, we were in our mid-20s, almost late 20s before we had our first. And, um to know like, oh, we are not the oldest couple. <laughs> yeah. And let me tell you, there is no ideal age for being ready. No. <laughs> I thought there were certain milestones and then you'd be ready to have kids. And the first day I had baby home, I'm like, I just can't go walk the dog. I can't just go have a shower. And to just be around other folks that are like, oh yeah, I see that desperation in your eyes. <laughs> I've experienced that. What's really cool is your kids, you know, if you stick around Sheridan, Mm-hmm. It, these are the people who are going to be hitting these milestones through oh, life 100%. with you as well. First grade, kindergarten, mm-hmm. you're going to see each other. You can develop some long-lasting friendships here. Yes. Uh, and more than just, you know, oh, prenatal class friendships. You could develop something pretty important. Yeah. So I, I completely uh, endorse this class, not just for the knowledge that you're going to get out of it, because you're going to learn uh, a lot, and I'm kind of talking to the guys here on this one. <laughs> uh, you're going to learn a lot about how you can help uh, through this entire endeavor um, experience. Let's call it yes. an experience. Not <laughs> That's <an> right. <laughs> we'll call it an experience. Uh, but uh, yeah, prenatal stuff, um, I wanted to be there for that. I wanted to experience pregnancy yeah. as much as possible. And so Lamaze, all of that, mm-hmm. it's good stuff. Uh, and you are going to be in that room helping out. So uh <laughs> Check it out. Now, babysitting is a very popular first job for many teenagers. I'm running out of time, but I want folks to know that you can get some tips, tricks, keep yourselves, themselves, and the kids in their charge safe with Safe Sitters programs. How long is this program, and what will the kiddos learn? Sure. It It is one day, Saturdays, 8.30 to 2.30. We have one in January 13th, March 23rd, and May 4th. So especially if you're looking ahead to the summer. And it's um, a one-time fee of $60, an awesome partnership with the hospital. They bring their sack lunch. And, I mean, they learn things in terms of first aid. Um, my daughter took it, and she's like, you have to ask the parent, where's the breaker box? Like, you need to... <laughs> like, things that you need to know. That's right. And and how to uh, handle, you know, a tantrum. 
you know, you're 13, 14 years old and this is not your little brother or sister. How do you handle that in an appropriate professional way? And so we're hoping to give a lot of tools to those first time babysitters because it doesn't just like our uh, prenatal class. You don't just get it by osmosis. Yeah. It doesn't just occur to you. You need to have a chance to think through it. And so this is an awesome class. One more question. Itty bitty basketball. Any <laughs> slots? Yes. Please sign up. Adorable four to five year olds starts January 9th. Um, and it's from five to five thirty on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And you can register online, but the most adorable basketball you'll ever experience. Fundamentals, folks. That's Fundamentals. what we're focusing on with itty bitty basketball. This isn't gonna be one of those Heavy competitive events. <laughs> Not NBA for four-year-olds. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> We're working on fundamentals. Just dribble the ball for me, buddy. That's all I'm asking. Liz, I want to thank you for coming in this oh, morning. thank you. It's always a pleasure seeing you, and Happy New Year, my friend. Happy New Year. All right, when we come back, we're going to speak with Gene Sterling about the upcoming classic Western film series. You're listening to Public Pulse on 930 KROE, 103.9 FM, Sheridan. First Federal Bank and Trust presents the return of Dining for a Cause at Smith Alley Brewing on Monday, January 22nd from 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. Our goal is to support local restaurants and nonprofits. On January 22nd, help us support the incredible work of the Sheridan Foster Parent Exchange. First Federal will match the restaurant's proceeds from that day up to $10,000. Dining for a Cause, Monday, January 22nd at Smith Alley Brewing, with proceeds benefiting Sheridan Foster Parent Exchange. Dining for a Cause, presented by First Federal Bank and Trust. Winter and all of its uncertainty is here, and that means it's time to prepare for what's ahead. Have your shovels, snowblowers, and windshield scrapers ready as you never know when the next Wyoming storm will hit. This is Colton Bates with the best real estate team, and like our weather, the real estate market is always changing, so why not be prepared for its seasons as well? Now is the time to build your team of pros, your checklist of wants and needs, and more, so you can be ready for anything that comes your way. As a potential buyer or seller, let us at best help you prepare for both the storms and the sunshine. For help in every season, call me Colton at 675-BEST and visit bestwy.net today. Probably brokered by EX. This is Dan Marshall at Captain Clean, and did you know that your carpet serves as the number two air filtration device in your home or office, and it's a great thing. Allergens are filtered and trapped in the fiber of your carpet, and over time, they can build up and significantly reduce your carpet's ability to filter them out of the air. The easiest way to help keep the air in your home clean this winter is to call Captain Clean today and schedule a winter carpet cleaning. 672-0726. Captain Clean. Affordable choices for healthy living. From our family to yours, thank you for supporting our small business in 2023. Hi, this is Elizabeth. And JT Kraft from EBA Hearing and Sound. And we want to wish you a very happy new year. Our hope for you and your family is that 2024 is full of laughter and a renewed connection to those who mean the most to you. With the addition of our new doctor of audiology, Addison Dempsey, we look forward to helping you with the most comprehensive hearing care. Hi, I'm Dr. Addison Dempsey, and I'm so happy to be back home and working at EBA Hearing and Sound. I was born and raised here in Sheridan, and my husband and I are so excited to have the opportunity to raise our little girl in such a
such an amazing community. I am able to evaluate your hearing, program hearing aids from a variety of manufacturers, and as a doctor of audiology, I am able to officially evaluate and diagnose auditory processing disorder for all ages. I also have special training from the American Institute of Balance for vestibular assessments. Help us welcome Addison back home and to the EBA Hearing family. EBA Hearing and Sound, 1273 Coffee Avenue, 674-8920. That's 674-8920. You know that old saying that people that live in stone houses shouldn't throw glasses? Well, the same goes for the guy who swears at his poor before because it don't run right. Handos. You heard me. Handos Service Center will take the cussing out of you and your poor before's relationship. Bring that bad boy in and get it tuned up. Fixed up and accessorized so it gets you where you want to go and then back again. Don't bark up the wrong tree. Bark up the right tree. Handos Service Center on Sheridan's Heartland Drive. Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse. Bradley brought to you by our friends out there at First Federal Bank and Trust. I'm Floyd Whiting. Beginning this Sunday at 2 p.m., the, class, the classic Western film series will feature screenings of classic Western heroes, outlaws, and renegades. And joining me for the second part of the show this morning is the man that started it all, Gene Sterling. Good morning, Gene. Now, you brought some uh, information in with you that I want to talk about. The first real movie was a Western. The first really movie movie, yes, was actually a Western. The Great Train Robbery, 1903, starring Bronco Billy Anderson and Justice D. Barnes. Uh, they, up until that time, they had movies, but they're mostly just films of people uh, standing in front of uh, factories or, you know, as a... a car went down the street and they just turned and looked at the camera. These guys, and they did it through the uh, Edison company, made this 11 minute film of these guys robbing a train. And they actually- 11 uh, minutes. They actually, yes, it, which at that time was something. I mean, well, they, nobody had actually seen a movie with uh, what they called um, uh, cinegraphic formation. There, there was no narrative. Yeah, they they were just you know films of people doing things, almost like uh, they were testing the text still. Yeah, and know? so they and they actually colorized it. Each of the negatives, they they painted sepia on these uh, scenes of these guys in these horses in the forest. There's shootouts. There's actually a stunt where they go into town and shoot at this. The first time they ever made a dance, you know, you varmint. Yeah, and uh, and you can see the bullets. Blowing chips out of the floor. <laughs> so they were really yeah, shooting. They were really oh, shooting. wow. Yeah. And there's a dummy they throw off the train. So this all began the whole thing. And it, and Westerns began it all. Yeah. And, of course, they were the king of the for 80 years. No, yeah, yeah. You know, and still, when a great Western comes out, boy, they still know how to nail that, don't they? It'd be nice. Uh, they haven't really had a, a really great Western, I don't think, since Tombstone. Oh, right. oh, Tombstone. What a fantastic Yeah, that's film. over 30 years ago. I cannot believe that. Wow, that really was a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Now, that that film is probably one of the most quoted films uh, in the military that I was serving. I mean, <laughs> oh, yeah. We quoted that thing all the time. Oh, all yeah. kinds of I'll lines. I'll be your Huckleberry. Oh, no, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> now, Gene, what inspired you to... Uh, to even start this in, in 2009, what really brought it about? Well, I was invited. It uh, uh, wasn't my idea. I was invited uh, on the very first one. Uh, Craig Johnson and I 
uh, came in and did Shane. And okay. I, I was invited to come in on it, and they, uh, because Shane was filmed, you know, in my hometown of Jackson. And uh, then I was uh, a stuntman on a Western 20 some uh, episodes of uh, Western that was filmed at the same sets out on the Triangle S Ranch, Triangle X Ranch, excuse me, Triangle X Ranch out in the Teton National Park. And it, uh, actually Ben Johnson, who's in Shane, was also in this TV show that I was on. How cool is that? It was all right. I didn't, I was a kid, I really didn't know any of these stars. I knew all of the bad guys because they were on every Western you ever watched, but the star stars, we didn't have a TV or anything. And uh, so I didn't really know who Ben Johnson was or, or the uh, Barbara Hershey was the, one of the family members. I'd never heard of her, but uh, they hired me to be a horse wrangler. And they, the first morning I was there, they came out and said, why aren't you in costume? And I said, I don't know. They said, well, get in costume. <laughs> After, oh, you were wrangling Yeah, I was horses. Supposed to, well, I was wow. picking up horse manure is what I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> but they wanted you they in a costume. They just thought I was supposed to be one of them kids, and they, they put me in a costume, and a uh, half hour later, I was tackling Warren Oates. In a, <laughs> That's amazing. And so they just kept me on. I, kept, I stayed throughout the whole shooting of the whole Western. That's incredible. How many productions have you worked on or been a part of? Movies? Yeah. I think seven. Seven different films. Counting that Western, yeah. That's amazing. Now, what was your favorite to be a part of? Well, I I liked uh, the the one with Clint Eastwood, had the orangutan, was fun. Every Which Way yeah. But Loose. Uh, the, I did one called The Mountain Men with Charlton Heston, uh, and we were just carpenters on that. I worked on a, a movie with... Uh, uh, oh, what was his name? Treat Williams, and uh, they—it was a pursuit of DB Cooper, and I was a stunt guy on that one. It, it was Whitewater. I was doing Whitewater stunts on that. One. So you were down on the Snake for that? At the Snake, the Grovant, and the Gray's Rivers. Wow, I've—I've—I grew up over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know that canyon very well. Lunch counter and all yeah, the, the lunch the, counter. Oh yeah, yeah the mm-hmm. drops off of that. Now. When did you become involved with the Wyo? Uh, well, it's been several decades. I've been on the board of directors for the Wyo. I'm now no longer on the board of directors, but I'm still serving on several committees there. Uh, this is the 15th year of this uh, um, film festival. Yeah. And, and what got you involved with the Wyo initially? They contacted me and asked me to be on the board. Uh, I was uh, living in Buffalo at that time, and they wanted someone from over in Buffalo, and they knew that, you know, I had a connection with the radio, and they were this kind of a uh, synergy thing to uh, bring, you know, someone with the radio connections and, you know, some of the people that I work with that uh, were, you know, they'd like to be donors. Yeah. And so, you know, they, they that's how they put it, people on boards. You knew the elbows to rub. <laughs> <laughs> now, I mean, did they know that you were also so involved in, in like, productions over in Jackson Hole? No, no, really. Uh, it had been some time since I'd done anything like any of that. Well, carpentering in Jackson Hole, and I got involved in the movies in that way, the, the Clint Eastwood thing, I was building a a building that was happened to be in the middle of their shooting. 
and they had to shut down the building we were doing, and so they hired me to bring my men and come in, and we did. Uh, we took windows out of buildings, and they put their stunt glass in it and threw Clint Eastwood's stunt guy through it, and then we put the windows back in again. <laughs> <laughs> Still right there, a yeah. part of it. You know, also having that opportunity to kind of see the magic happen, mm -hmm. you know, uh, get a little view behind the curtain. Now, I should get to it, Gene. I, um, tell us a little bit about the first movie that's going to be going in this series. This is Sunday, this Sunday, 2 p.m., Tom Horn. Tom Horn, uh, obviously a, uh, you know, Wyoming-centric film. Tom Horn was a, uh, a range detective here in Wyoming. Uh, he was hired by the Cattlemen Association out of Cheyenne to put an end to the small business, or uh, small ranchers, you know, kind of bleeding off these mavericks and that to uh, same scenario as the Johnson County Cattle War. Yeah. And uh, uh, they hired him and told him, you know, he had car blanc. They would stand behind him and what he did. But they began to see that his uh, techniques were a little bit too drastic for their the look of their, uh, you know, blooded gentry. Yeah. And uh, so they turned on him and basically set him up and had him uh, arrested and hung. He was the last person to ever be hung in Wyoming, legally, I guess. <laughs> legally. <laughs> it was there like 1901, I think. Oh, wow. All the way up to 1901. Yeah. Now, when it comes to, uh, like, accuracy of this film, how do you feel about, like, did they do a, I, I'm sure the film is absolutely wonderful but sometimes hollywood tends to take uh, let's call it liberties with, sure. with certain things you know i don't know exactly i know the tom horn story and i think it's pretty uh well established that this is along the lines buck brenneman will be uh introducing the film and i know buck and mary have some connection to the actual filming oh wow where uh, mary was telling me she was at the location of the uh, famous water tank scene Oh, that's incredible. So, uh, you know, so, so, I, I think that Buck w is probably better versed in how accurate the movie is. I love the movies, the way it's set. It looks like an authentic setting. Uh, Clint Eastwood's wardrobe is crazy good. Yeah. Uh, he does, he, he just pulls it off so well. It's next to his last movie. He was sick. Oh, and, not Clint Eastwood. What the? Oh, excuse me. I'm talking, I'm sorry. I said Clint Eastwood. I meant Steve McQueen. Steve McQueen. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got my Steve. Uh, okay, yeah, and so he was, he, he passed away uh, after the very next film he finished. This is next to his last film. He learned about his cancer. During this film. During the filming. Yeah. Wow. That's incredible. And so that will be going on this Sunday. This Sunday yeah. 2 p.m. January 14th, Blood on the Moon will be presented. What is this movie about, Gene? Oh, it is uh, very similar to, well, a lot of them. It's cattlemen, big cattlemen, little cattlemen, intermediary. You've got, you know, this uh, lonesome drifter, Robert Mitchum. He's got a buddy that is, uh, gets him to come to town and to mediate between these uh, big cattle operation and uh, the small cattle operation, and they have to move their cows through this Indian reservation. And so the Indian uh, agent is in on the swindle. Ah. And so they are able to, like, uh, delay these 
cowboys and and cause them to lose their their sale and uh so you know robert mitchum comes in and he's he's a gunman and he's supposed to be on the side one side and as you know as always happens, he matriculates into from bad guy to good guy. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you gotta you gotta help out the little guy, right? That's that's, that's a theme that continues through these, you yes. know, uh, uh, kind of the Robin Hood of the West. You bet. You know? Yeah, yeah, that the rugged individualist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When was this one made? Uh, forty eight. Nineteen forty eight. Wow. Robert Mitchum is really cool. He has a great hat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go steam a hat to look like that. Head to this movie just to see the hat. January 21st, Yellow Sky. What about this film? What is this? Okay, this one, Yellow Sky, no cows. (laughs) No cows this time. (laughs) But, uh, yes, now you got Gregory Peck, and uh, he is robbed a bank, I believe. And he goes to, uh, they go out, and it's filmed on in Death Valley. And they end up out there in the Death Valley, and there his outlaw gang. Um, the uh, he has Richard Widmark, and Richard Widmark is plays a great villain, and uh, in this show he is a great villain, and so him and his gang end up in this ghost town that has only got an old man and his daughter there, but they have and they convince uh, these outlaws that they've got gold. And it's kind of like Tom Sawyer painting the fence. Yeah. They get these outlaws to dig in their mine. And they've got just enough gold in there for these guys to keep digging. My goodness. That's brilliant. What a great plot line. And, well, then they decide they they want to steal all the gold from, and Gregory Peck, of course, becomes, goes from bad guy to good guy. Yep. And he falls in love with the, the, the gal. And uh, then there's there's a great shootout. The thing is, this movie was filmed in black and white and then c- colorized. Uh-huh. But it, it's like they only colorized the top half of it. Of it. It's the most amazing because it's a sepia-looking ghost town, a Death Valley with uh, absolutely the most incredibly blue skies you've ever ever been blue. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, so it is really an odd effect cinemagraphically. I, I picked the movie and a, a lot because of it. The movie is supposed to be about Shakespeare's play, The Tempest. Mm, okay. And, which I had no idea what that even was. That's I looked it up and uh, it's, you know, this, these guys that are go from out on an island or shipwrecked on an island. And uh, it's kind of like this ghost town and, there's a bad guy in this in that play called the Caliban, which is obviously uh, Richard Widmark, you know. And there is a redemption of the villain into a good guy. That's so, so interesting that they kind of sneak in a yeah. classic Shakespearean play <laughs> into a Western format. Yeah, so that's if, amazing. So for those uh, Shakespeare fans out there, come and see this and. <laughs> And ex- well, and, and explain it to a cowboy for the for the uh, the film buffs out there. It yeah. sounds like this film and its coloring technique. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would like to to think, and we I don't know this for sure, but I would like to think they did that on purpose. Like it was a creative choice where they're like, "I want the sky super blue, but as we go into this ghost town, 
I want to completely shade it down, color that down a little bit. Oh, I, I totally agree. I think that the coloration is a metaphor. Yeah. And uh, I was tell- it's going to be uh, hosted by uh, Aaron Linden. Oh, Our love very that own guy. Aaron yeah. Linden. <laughs> Good old Aaron. <laughs> and so, you know, I, I uh, kind of salted the mine a little bit here <laughs> with, with some of my uh, wondering about this Caliban and Richard Woodmark. Yeah, yeah. And Aaron, a very knowledgeable guy, knows mm-hmm. how to do his homework. He's yep. going to come up there. He's going to have some great facts mm-hmm. and some tidbits for you. And he'll probably be in costume. He usually comes in some kind of outfit. Oh, that's great. All right. The final film in the series, Shane. This is going to be showing on January 28th. Uh, what is this film about, and when was this one made? 1953. This uh, is probably the greatest Western ever made. Really? I believe, yes. Uh, uh, won an Academy Award for its color. That's wow. filmed there, and the, the Tetons. You know, the Tetons are the backdrop all the way through. Like I said, it's on that Triangle X Ranch, which is out uh, between Moose and Moran, Wyoming, uh, on the Snake River. And then some of it is filmed up in the Grovant. You can see the Grovant slide behind there, you know, which uh, hadn't slid for uh, probably, uh, oh, let's see, this movie's like Civil War era because one of the characters is a Civil War veteran that that Jack Palance shoots down in the street, Stonewall. Uh, Jack. (laughs) What a great villain there. Yeah, Wilson. (laughs) Yeah, he was fast. Fast on the draw. Who's going to be hosting this one? Sean Patrick Higgins. Oh, Sean's going to be coming down. That's fantastic. Yeah. And Sean, for those of you who don't know, is a movie guy. He's starred in movies, TV, and in uh, Broadway. He's uh, on stage. Yeah. And he he has hosted before, and he brings such a an inside uh, view of these films that uh, I'm just amazed at uh, what he does when he presents a film. Buck, too. Yeah. And, of course, Craig Johnson, you know, is doing the, and those These guys all have film background. So, oh, yeah. So we got Craig. some great presenters. We've got, so, you know, and, you know, Shane, it's cool, you know. At, at the end, you know, there's this the epic, if did Shane die? Uh. Or didn't he die? It's been going on for... Well, since 1953, because Shane rides away, does he actually uh, go out in the wilderness and, and die and he didn't want to do it in front of the little boy? Or does he come back someday for, and try and rekindle his uh, kind of lecherous love affair with the rancher's wife? So it's it's really left wide open. I love it when movies do that. They let you decide. Well, this thing with Shane, you know, I think set up a lot of movie endings over the years of uh, leaving that mystery, you know, yeah, that MacGuffin. Yeah, and that way the, the story can continue the way that you want. Yeah. Uh, Gene, I'm running out of time. Uh, these films, they will begin 2 p.m. every Sunday in January at the Y.O. Theater. Head on down to the box mm-hmm. office. You can get tickets there, but you can also head online. Please only purchase these tickets from the Y.O. Theater itself so you don't get scalped. Gene, I want to thank you, my friend. One of my knives will be given away, by the way. Oh, really? That's fantastic. Yeah, Yeah, you've got beautiful knives, and one of those will be a prize. One of those will be a prize at the last movie, Shane. Oh, because there's going to be free popcorn. There's prizes given away. Door prizes. 
so this is going to be a fantastic experience. If you haven't done it, do it. You've been listening to Public Pulse on 930 KROA, 103.9 FM, Sheridan. First Federal Bank and Trust presents the return of Dining for a Cause at Smith Alley Brewing on Monday, January 22nd from 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. Our goal is to support local restaurants and nonprofits. On January 22nd, help us support the incredible work of the Sheridan Foster Parent Exchange. First Federal will match the restaurant's proceeds from that day up to $10,000. Dining for a Cause, Monday, January 22nd at Smith Alley Brewing, with proceeds benefiting Sheridan Foster Parent Exchange. Dining for a Cause, presented by First Federal Bank and Trust. Once again, the Wild Theater's Classic Western Film Festival takes you back to the days of White Hat Good, Black Hat Bad. Every Sunday in January, the Wild will feature an iconic Western film introduced by a local luminary. This Sunday afternoon, renowned horseman Buck Brannaman introduces Tom Horn, starring Steve McQueen in this Wyoming-based historical treatment of Western injustice. Tom Horn calls himself a rural detective. Eventually, the cattle barons of Wyoming realize that although Horn is doing exactly what they hired him to do, his tactics will ultimately tarnish their new civilized image, and they begin to plot Tom Horn's demise. Join us this Sunday, 2 p.m. at the Wyo Theater for a classic Western matinee on the big screen. Sponsored by Jeff Ware and Carmel Timmons, Tracy and Elizabeth Swanson, the Isley Family Foundation, Kathy McNichol, Christine Gimp Love Foundation, True Built Builders, Stephanie's Purpose, Gene and Vicki Sterling, Jim and Angie Navarro, and O.W. Land and Cattle Company. Have you been considering buying or selling real estate? My name is Callie Munsick and I was born and raised in Buffalo. I have years of experience working as a real estate marketing consultant. Let me take my knowledge and passion for real estate to help navigate you through your real estate transaction. Call me to discuss all of your options or check us out online at buffalorealtyllc.com. Callie at Buffalo Realty, connecting people with property. The following message presented by First Federal Bank and Trust, Sheridan's only mutual bank. Visit efirstfederal.bank. Hello, Sheridan County. My name is McKenna Mowry, and our We the People team recently won its 11th state championship in school history. We will represent Wyoming at the national finals in Washington, D.C. in April. Now, we need your financial help. To sponsor our team, send your gift of support to Sheridan High School CEO, We the People team. Please make your check out to the SHS Booster Club. On the check memo line, please indicate your donation to We the People. Thank you, and go Bronx. Tune in to SheridanMedia.com for the ultimate online auction experience. Discover unbeatable deals on hot buys right now. Local retailers offering must-have items starting in half off of retail value. From dining certificates to beauty, automotive, and a bunch more. Bid your way to incredible savings. Get over to Hot Buys for the bidding frenzy right now and ending at 8 p.m. tonight. Don't miss out on the hottest deals in town. Only at SheridanMedia.com. Get ready to bid, win, and save.